Hello and welcome to Grace Life Sir Lowry's Pass. We are a gospel-centered church family focused on reaching the unreached and making disciples. We pray this teaching will help you to grow in your relationship with Jesus and discover more of the reality of Christianity. Okay, so we are busy in the letter to the Romans. The letter to the Romans. So you can open up your Bibles there. If you don't have a Bible, I recommend you get a Bible. <laughs> because here we study the Bible. Amen. Amen. We are not here to play games. We are not here to just receive a, a comfortable message and listen and say, mm and ah and amen. We are here to learn. Amen. We are here to learn together and grow. And sometimes we are going to dig into uh, scriptures that are quite challenging. Like the scripture we are going to look at this morning is quite challenging. We are continuing with our study to the letter to the Romans. And last week we started the series and we looked at Romans 1 verse 1 to 17. Paul greets the believers in Rome and he immediately starts talking about the gospel. He immediately starts talking about the gospel. And our privilege and responsibility to share the gospel. Amen. It's like Zuleika said this morning. It is our privilege and our responsibility to share what we have been given by God. Amen. Because it is not just for us. It is for all people. Amen. Paul also wrote about his desire to travel and meet the believers in Rome. Okay. Uh, in order to share the gospel with them. To make sure that they understand the gospel. And to encourage them, and to be encouraged by them. Yeah. That is something that really stood out to me Amen. last week as well. That Paul had a desire to be with the, with the believers. He valued this community. Because he wanted to encourage them, and be encouraged by them. <coughs> you might think today that you don't have anything to share with me. But I promise you, every Sunday... I am encouraged when I come here. Amen. 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 God is good. All the time. <laughs> Amen. So let's highlight one key verse from last week's message. One key verse in Romans 1 verse 1 to 17. What would you say, what would you think is the key verse in Romans 1 verse 1 to 17? Yes, Rita. Yes, you hit the nail on the head, of course. Of course. <laughs> it is Romans 1 verse 16 to 17. It says, or Paul says, For I am not ashamed of this good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work. That's powerful. That is the gospel. That is the message that we have. It is the power of God at work. Do you want the power of God? Yes. You've, got, you've already got it. Amen. It's the gospel. Amen. So many people want God-like powers. You've already got yeah, the power. Yeah. The gospel is the power of God. Saving everyone who believes. The Jew first and also the Gentile. This good news tells us how God makes us right in His sight. This is accomplished from start to finish by works. <laughs> by faith. Yes, grace and faith. Amen. Amen. Paul says from start to finish by faith. As the scriptures say, <clears throat> it is through faith that a righteous person has life. Okay. I would say that that is the key verse uh, or the key verses in, in, in that portion of scripture that we looked at uh, because it states a, a, a number of very important things it makes clear to us that the gospel the good news is about Jesus eh? it's about Jesus Christ that is the message that we are called to preach we are called to preach about Jesus okay and it is also good news eh? The gospel is good news. It's not bad news. No? If someone receives this, there's many reactions that we can have to the gospel. But when someone receives it, 
what should be the uh, the reaction? It should be praise joy, praise, 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 thanksgiving, happiness, because the gospel is a good message. Amen. It is good news. Amen. Also, it makes clear what we need to do to be saved. Okay, how to be made right with God. What is that? Believe. No? And believing is not a work. It is a choice. No? A choice to trust in Jesus and not in yourself and how you perform. Yes. Paul says it is by faith from start to finish. And I, I said in, in last week's message that uh, Romans and Galatians is very, very close to each other in mm. teaching, in what Paul teaches. But in Galatians, Paul is a bit more angry because the Galatians have left uh, grace behind and they got back into works. But let's look at Galatians um, 3 verse 2. Paul says something much the same as he is saying here in Romans. He's saying it's from start to finish by faith. No? No, in Galatians he says much the same thing. He says, let me ask you, it's Galatians 3 verse 2. Galatians and Romans is two books or two letters that I recommend you read together or write after each other. Galatians 3 verse 2 says, Let me ask you this one question. Did you receive the Holy Spirit by obeying the law of Moses? Of course not. You received the Spirit because you believed the message you heard about Christ. Amen. How awesome is that? How simple is that? Amen. huh? You receive the Spirit because you believe the message you heard about Christ. That's all you need to do to receive the Spirit of God. Wow. wow. Thank you, Jesus, for making it that simple. Amen. That's powerful. Amen. How foolish can you be? Paul is asking. After starting your new lives in the Spirit, you are now trying to become perfect. This is what they were doing. They were trying to become perfect by their own human effort. Yeah. Okay? The Galatians started in faith, but they wanted to finish in works, in obeying the law. They went from trusting in Jesus to trusting in themselves. This happens more than we would believe today. People come to Jesus by faith, but then because they don't know any better or they get wrong teaching, they start thinking that they need to now start doing things for God in order to stay saved. Yeah. Like, I need to start living holy now. It's good. It's good to live holy. Eh? But that is not how you stay saved. That is not how you are right with God. I need to go and give more to the church. That is good to give to the church. We need your money <laughs> to preach the gospel. Yeah. Amen? But that is not how you stay saved. He says it is from start to finish by faith. Okay, and then in Romans 1 verse 17, Paul quotes a scripture from Habakkuk. Habakkuk. I don't want, uh, I think the English is Habakkuk. It sounds a bit kooky, crazy. Habakkuk. <laughs> I'll, I'll use the Afrikaans pronunciation. Habakkuk. How do we know Paul is quoting a verse? How do we know that? Because he says in Romans 1 verse 17, if you see the words, as the scriptures say, if you see those words in the, in the letters of Paul or elsewhere, then you know Paul is quoting a scripture from the Old Testament. No? So be on the lookout for that if you, if you study your Bible. <clears throat> Okay, so he quotes Habakkuk 2 verse 4, and he quotes the same scripture also in Galatians and in Hebrews to make the same point. He says, Behold the proud, his soul is not upright in him, but the just shall live by his faith. So that is a scripture in Habakkuk. Habakkuk was a prophet, right? No? Habakkuk was a prophet in the Old Testament. And he was saying, we are saved by faith. So even in the Old Testament, it was not by the law. 
Exactly. Even in the Old Testament, even when Moses had the law, when the law was given, like we learned this last week as well, if you, you were never saved by obeying the law. No? You were saved by faith. How was Abraham saved? Abraham was before the law. How was he saved? Abraham believed and it was counted to him. By faith. Yes. He believed. Amen. Now this is very important to keep in mind. You will understand why I say this as we continue in Romans. Someone that does not understand and hold on to that central, most important teaching will get confused. The main message of the Bible from Genesis to Revelation is that we are saved, we are made right in God's sight, we are given eternal life by God's grace through faith. That is the message of the Bible. Okay. That is the message of the Bible. And we need to keep that in mind when we read the Bible. Okay, so let's read Romans 1 verse 18 to 28. Romans 1 verse 18 to 28 because we stopped at verse 17 last time. And we just spoke about it as well. There you go. Amen. Romans 1 verse 18 to 28. Are you there? Before we read, let's ask ourselves some questions. What is Paul talking about here? Who is he talking about? What is Paul saying? What is the point that he is trying to make? Okay. Romans 1 verse 18. <clears throat> but God shows His anger from heaven against all sinful, wicked people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. They know the truth about God because He has made it obvious to them. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and the sky. Through everything God has made, they can clearly see His invisible qualities, His eternal power and divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. <clears throat> wow. Verse 21. <clears throat> Excuse me. <laughs> yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship Him as God or even give Him thanks. And they began to think of foolish ideas of what God was like. That happens a lot, no? People think of foolish ideas of what God is like. As a result, their minds became dark and confused. Claiming to be wise, they instead became utter fools. They became idiots. <laughs> that is what an idiot is, an utter fool. And instead of worshipping the glorious, ever-living God, they worshipped idols made to look like mere people and birds and animals and reptiles. So, God abandoned them to do whatever shameful things their hearts desired. As a result, they did vile and degrading things with each other's bodies. They traded the truth about God for a lie. So they worshipped and served the things God created instead of the Creator Himself, who is worthy of eternal praise. Amen? Amen. That is why God abandoned them to their shameful desires. Even the woman turned against the natural way to have sex and instead indulged in sex with each other. And the men, instead of having normal sexual relations with women, burned with lust for each other. Men did shameful things with other men. And as a result of this sin, they suffered within themselves the penalty they deserved. <clears throat> Verse 28. Since they thought it foolish to acknowledge God, He abandoned them to their foolish thinking and let them do things that should never be done. 
their lives became full of every kind of wickedness, sin, greed, hate, envy, murder, quarreling, deception, malicious behavior, and gossip. Gossip. <laughs> Sometimes that is a big problem for people in small towns. They, they are backstabbers, backstabbers, haters of God, insolent, proud, and boastful. They invent, invent new ways of sinning, and they disobey their parents. It's interesting that Paul lists disobeying your parents among these sins, huh? That just shows you no sin is greater than the other as well. They refuse to understand. They break their promises. They are heartless and they have no mercy. They know God's justice. They know God's justice requires that those who do these things deserve to die. Yet they do them anyway. Worse yet, they encourage others to do them too. And that is the end of chapter 1. New Living Translation. So that is quite a a hectic scripture for this morning. It's not a comfortable scripture to talk about. Eh? But we can learn from these verses. We can learn from these verses. So let's go through them. What was Paul talking about here? Who was he talking about? And what was Paul saying? What is the point that he was trying to make? Okay, so we see that Paul is talking about God. He talked about God in these verses. And he is talking about a certain group of people. And he is talking about the relationship between God and these people. What can we learn about God from these verses? What can we learn about God from these verses? That's a rhetorical question. (laughs) But I'm sure your input will be very good, Rita. (laughs) We see that God has already revealed Himself to all people. That is what we see here. God has already revealed Himself clearly to all people. Every person that is born into this world has a knowledge about God. Did you know that? (laughs) Now you know. Every person that is born into this world has a knowledge about God. Look at what these verses say in verse 19. Romans 1 verse 19. He says, They know the truth about God because He has made it obvious to them. God has made the truth about Himself obvious to all people. When you make something obvious, it means you make it clearly understandable. Clearly understandable. It's obvious. It cannot be overlooked. Je kan dit nie miskyk nie. Dit is duidelik. And then verse 20. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky. Through everything God made, listen to these words, no? through everything God made, they can clearly, not just they can see, they can clearly see His invisible qualities, His eternal power and divine nature. Wow, that's a lot. Huh? It's not just that, that God exists, but they can see His eternal power, His divine nature as well. His invisible qualities. And then it says, so they have no excuse for not knowing God. No person that has ever been born in this world, or will be born, has an excuse to say, I I didn't know that there was a God. Okay? That's very powerful. These verses are saying that God did not hide His existence from any man. God has made Himself crystal clear to all people. God has made Himself unmissable. I don't know if that's a word. Unmissable. Daniel, is that a word? Unmissable? You're the English man, yeah. (laughs) 
God made certain that no one can say, I did not know. I did not know. Listen to what David says in the scriptures. He says that God has revealed himself to everyone through nature. Psalm 19 verse 1 to 4. Psalm 19 verse 1 to 4. Are you there? Psalm 19. Even David knew this. It says in Psalm 19, verse 1 to 4. The heavens proclaim the glory of God. The skies display His craftsmanship. It means say handwerk. The Yemle Vice Hotza Handewerk. Day after day they continue to speak. Elkadah. Every day creation is speaking. Testifying that there is a God. Night after night they make him known. They speak without a sound or word. Their voice is never heard, yet their message has gone throughout the earth. And their words to all the world. God gives every person the right to choose. Eh? But there can be no doubt that every person has at one time clearly seen and understood the basic truths about God's existence. Therefore no one will be able to stand before God one day and say God is not fair. I didn't know God is not fair. He has given every person who has ever lived the opportunity to know Him. It does not matter if they lived in the deepest jungle or if they lived alone on an island. No? God revealed Him to them. We know God exists when we look at the stars, the mountains, the oceans, this world that is full of life. Even ourselves. No? Yeah. Where does it all come from? Everything works together perfectly. Only an intelligent creator could have done this. Amen? Amen. Do you believe that? Yes. The world we live in and us being here, <coughs> existing, existing, is the proof that God exists. This shows us that God is fair. So this is what it shows us about God. It shows us that God is fair. But it also shows me God's desire for all people to know Him. No? It shows us God's desire for all people to know Him. It shows us that God is love and that He does not want anyone to be lost. 2 Timothy 2 verse 3. 2 Timothy 2 verse 3. Second Timothy 2 verse 3 says, This is good and pleases God, our Savior, who wants everyone to be saved and to understand the truth. Amen? It is good and it pleases God to know you. Wow. It is good and it pleases God to have you as His child. That's awesome, huh? Doesn't that make you feel special? Amen. <laughs> Makes me feel special. Because you are special. Amen. Amen. You are the apple of God's eye. Hallelujah. He came and died on the cross to have you. Amen. That's amazing. Amen. It is good and it pleases God our Savior who wants everyone to be saved and to understand the truth. But God will not force anyone to believe. God will not force you to believe in Him. He has revealed Himself clearly. That's amazing. He has revealed Himself clearly. It's undeniable. But He doesn't force anyone to believe in Him. To accept Him. He gives everyone the same opportunity. 
but it's up to us if we want to receive or take that opportunity. He is good and He is love. So he is, His desire is for no one to be lost, but to have eternal life if they want it. A good example is marriage. No? Marriage. I can love Anthea. My desire is to make her happy. To see that she has all that she needs. No? I want to have a wonderful, lifelong, happy relationship, marriage with Anthea. No? So what do I have to do? If we, didn't, if we aren't married yet. What do I have to do? I? Have a relationship, yes. Obey. Obey what? Obey her, yes. Yes, and she, me as well. <laughs> get married, yes. We get married. No? That is what we do if we are interested in someone. No? If a man is interested in a woman, they get married. Okay? If you want to get married, come speak to me. Can I say a question? Yeah. You know, is that a God's commandment that the relationship should be in a marriage? That the two one, uh, flesh one, you know? So that is not letting every flesh around one. Yes, yes. Mm. Amen. Amen. So if you want to get married, it doesn't have to be a big expensive story. Come to me. We'll organize a marriage for you. Okay? There we go. Okay, so, but I go out. First step. I go and buy a ring, ne? Yes. And a gun as well. <laughs> ne? I buy a gun as well. <laughs> I buy the gun in case she says no. Okay. That is why you need the gun. Because I'm sure that the gun, if I hold her the ring and the gun, will make she'll make so say yes then. Ne? Yeah. The gun will persuade her to say, I do. Is that true love? No. That's not true love, no? They forced it. They forced it, exactly. That is not right. The same with God. God truly loves us. He truly does. No? And therefore, He gives us free will. That brings us to the next thing that stood out to me about God in these verses. Three times we read that God gave them up. Okay, in the King James it says, God gave them up. But the New Living Translation uses the word, God abandoned them. Okay, I think the King James Version uses a better word. God gave them up is used twice. Uh, and gave them over is used once in the King James Version. In verse 24, verse 26 and 28. Verse 24 says, So God abandoned them to do whatever shameful things their hearts desired. Okay, that is, I'm reading from the New Living Translation. And then verse 26 it says, That is why God abandoned them to their shameful desires, their shameful desires, no? since they thought it foolish, verse 28, since they thought it foolish to acknowledge God, he abandoned them to their foolish thinking and let them do things that should never be done. Amen. Okay, so these verses say that their hearts desired these things, their hearts desired these things. That are against the ways of God. Against the way things were created. Amen. God created Adam and Steve. Eve. Eve. Sorry. Sorry. Adam and Eve. Yes. I'm glad you know that. Okay. But this is very sad and very foolish. Because why? It leads to death. Why did God say a man will marry a woman? Because it is life giving. Yes. Why not a man and a man and a man and a, oh, a woman and a woman? Because it leads to death. Sin, we need to get this. Sin leads to death. God didn't give the law just because He wanted to tell people what to do. God gave the law, even the law of Moses, to protect 
and to ensure that they would have life. When we choose God and we choose to live according to His word, to do and to hold on to what God commands and to avoid certain things, yeah, when we choose that, we choose life. It is not a choice between right and wrong. It is a choice between life and death. Because God is life. God is life. People misunderstand the nature of God. They do not believe that He is good. And what He has said is good for them. So if God is life, and you choose against God, what are you choosing? You are choosing death. You are choosing death. Because apart from God, there is no life. But God is righteous and fair, and He has given man free will. This is what these verses are saying. God will leave you to choose what you want. That is how much God loves you. He, he leaves you to choose to make your own choices. He won't threaten or force anyone to love Him. Deuteronomy in the Old Testament. It's the fourth book of the Bible. Deuteronomy 13. After God gave Israel the law, He says to them, I call heaven and earth to speak against you today. I have put in front of you life and death, the good and the curse. So choose life. That shows us what God desires for us. He, he wants us to have life. He says, choose life. Instead, you're too dumb. If you're too dumb to know which one to choose, choose life. No? So that you and your children, after you, may live. Choose life. Choose God. God shows us His goodness and He invites every human being into life. So when we go out to share the gospel, we need to do the same. Yeah. Okay? Mm -hmm. To preach that people need to come to Jesus or else they will burn in hell is like a man asking a woman to marry him while holding a gun to her head. Okay? We do not bring people to God by threats. We bring people to God by preaching the good news. Yeah? It is a loving and graceful invitation to turn away from death to life. Romans 2 verse 4 says, can someone read Romans 2 verse 4, someone with King James. Go for it. Romans 2 verse 4. There we go. The goodness of God leads thee to repentance. The goodness of God, what is repentance? It is changing your mind. your mind. Changing the way you think. The goodness of God in the gospel will lead people to change their minds about who God is. And they will turn to Him. They will see that He is life. And they will choose life. Amen. We must remember that these verses are not talking about believers. Okay? The Bible says that God will never leave or abandon the believer. Mm. Hebrews 3 verse, sorry, 13 verse 5. You can just write that down. The Bible says that God will never leave or abandon the believer. Okay? If you are His child, He will never leave you. He will never abandon you. Does someone want to read uh, Hebrews 13, verse 5? <coughs> yes, you can. Let your conversation be without covetousness, and be content with such things as you have. For he had said, I will never leave you, nor forsake you. Yes, and I think he is even there quoting from the Old Testament as well, the scripture. Uh, Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy, yes. So, mm, he will never leave you, never forsake you. It is impossible.
for God to leave you. Because we have been made one with God. We have His Spirit living in us. So, who is this scripture talking about? The scripture is talking about people who reject God. Many times people read these scriptures that we read this morning and they get very scared. Because they say, oh, I've been doing some of those things that's listed in these scriptures. I've been gossiping. I've been whatever, you know, whatever you did. <laughs> and they get scared and they think God's going to leave me. He's going to abandon me. Don't stress. If you're his child, he will never leave you, never forsake you. Amen. Realize that this scripture is talking about people who have rejected God. People who got a clear revelation of Him, that God exists, yet they choose against Him. No? Yeah. Romans 1 verse 18. Romans 1 verse 18. But God shows His anger from heaven against all sinful, wicked people. Does it say against His children no. and believers? No, no. no, no. Sinful, wicked people who suppress the truth, who suppress the truth by their wickedness. Mm. This is who this scripture is talking about. Verse 21, uh, Romans 8, uh, 1 verse 21, Romans 1 verse 21. Yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship Him as God, or even give Him thanks. And they began to think up foolish ideas of what God was like. As a result, their minds became dark and confused. Yeah. Claiming to be wise, instead they became utter fools. You are a fool if you do not believe in God. <laughs> Today people want to tell you that if you believe in God, you are a fool. That's not true. The true fool is the fool who doesn't believe in God. Amen. Amen. Verse 25, they traded the truth about God for a lie. This is who, the, who this scripture is talking about. Verse 28, since they thought it foolish to acknowledge God. This is people who do not want to acknowledge God. Verse 32, they know God's justice requires that those who do these things deserve to die, yet they do them anyway. Worse yet, they encourage others to do them. So these are people who are indulging in all kinds of sin. They're rejecting God. No? And yet, they know what they are doing is wrong. Yet, they keep doing it and they encourage other people to do the same. Okay. So this scripture is talking about people who know what is right, yet they choose to do the opposite. They suppress the truth. The word suppress means to push down. Push down. They know the truth deep inside, but they push it down. They choose not to think about it. They ignore it. They willfully resist and rebel against it in their hearts. It starts by resisting that first knowledge of God that all people have. It is denying that God exists, like verse 21 says. And this is where the devil gets a foothold. Okay? And deception begins. Are you okay, Daniel? Okay. <laughs> pain in your shoulder. We command that pain to go now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. It is denying that God exists, like we said in verse 21. Okay, and this is where the devil gets a foothold and where deception begins. Their minds become dark and confused. They leave the truth behind and they start holding on to lies. Okay, they leave the truth behind that they know is the truth, yet they hold on to lies. Mm. This leads to them turning into complete idiots. <laughs> They become fools that believe that wrong is right and right is wrong. No? Didn't the, doesn't the Bible say somewhere that people will start calling good evil and evil good? No? Exactly. 
Ja. But how deceived, how who misled Mukavias? Who misled Mukavias? They do things that is so clearly against nature, so clearly leads to death and destruction, but they continue in it. And I believe that God cries over these people. God cries over them. He mourns over them. He longs for them to turn to Him and believe. It is not God's desire for them to be lost. Lies and deception come from Satan. We need to realize something. The devil wants to destroy you. The devil wants to destroy you. The Bible says that he walks around like a lion, looking for people he can devour. 1 Peter 5 verse 8. 1 Peter 5 verse 8. It says, stay alert, watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a lion, like a roaring lion, looking for someone to devour. The devil is a spiritual being, but if he had a physical body, he would be going around killing people, like a serial killer, a murderer. The devil hates all people, not just Christians. Did you know that? The devil hates humanity. He hates all people. He even hates the people who worship him. The devil does not love Satanists. That sounds very random to say, but the devil does not love Satanists. His passionate desire is to kill, steal and destroy. He wants to bring an end to your life. And He does not want you to have eternal life, even less. He is the enemy of your soul. Jesus was speaking to the Pharisees in John 8 verse 42. John 8 verse 42. John 8 verse 42. Are you there? Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you would love me. For I have come here from God. I have not come on my own. God sent me. This is Jesus speaking eh, to the Pharisees. The Pharisees were the religious leaders of that time. But they were rejecting Jesus. Okay, They did not believe that he was the son of God. Then Jesus says, Uh, Why is my language not clear to you? Because you are unable to hear what I say. We read that there. I'm reading from John 8.42. New Living Translation. So Jesus is asking them, Why is my language not clear to you? Because you are unable to hear what I say. We read in Romans that their minds and their hearts were darkened. You belong to your father, the devil, and you want to carry out your father's desires. He was a murderer from the beginning. Jesus is talking about Satan now. He was a murderer from the beginning, not holding to the truth. Not holding to the truth. So what does people do? that is like their father, they also don't hold to the truth. We see it, we just read about it in Romans. Not holding to the truth, for there is no truth in him. There is no truth in the devil. When he lies, he speaks his native language. What is a native language? Afrikaans. My native language is Afrikaans. My heistal. The devil's heistal. Is Leans. Huh? Think about that. Uh, his native language, uh, your home language, your native language. <coughs> <coughs> that sounds like a 
<laughs> no, that's a direct translation of the word hastal is home language. Hais, hais, home, house, language, tal. When he speaks, he speaks his native language, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Yet, because I tell you the truth, because I, Jesus, tell you the truth, you do not believe me. Can any of you prove me guilty of sin? If I am telling the truth, why don't you believe me? Because they have rejected the truth. No? Like we see in Romans, they reject the truth, they push it down, they suppress it. They do not want it. Whoever belongs to God hears what God says. That's amazing. What, whoever belongs to God will hear what God says. Thank you, Jesus. The reason you do not hear is that you do not belong to God. Okay? I know sometimes we struggle. We think we are struggling to hear the voice of God. That is not talking about that. Okay? If you are a child of God, you can hear His voice. <laughs> awesome. Okay, so Jesus says here that Satan was a murderer from the beginning and the father of lies. What does that mean, the father of lies? If a man does not have children, can we call him a father? No, no. Then you can't be a father. So what Jesus is saying is that the lie, lies, untruth, things that are not true, they come from the devil. No? That is where lies originated, where it started. <laughs> Truth comes from God. Lies come from the devil. When the devil opens his mouth to speak, what comes out? Lies. Does say Heistal. His native language, yes. <laughs> and it is the weapon that he uses. To destroy you. Lies. Lies is the weapon that the devil uses to destroy us. Or those who believe them. No? What is the effect of believing his lies? It is described in Romans 1. The effect of the devil's lies. Believing it. Homosexuality. Lesbianism. All the other things that we read about in those verses. In verse 29 and to the end of the chapter. That is what it leads to. It leads to death and destruction. How do we come against those things? The truth. The truth, yes. Not by judging people. Yeah. Not by condemning people. Because we all came from there. Amen. We were all sinners. We do not have the right to judge anyone. It is not by condemning people. It is by sharing the truth in love. It comes by showing them the truth. I believe there is always an opportunity for someone to turn to God and believe. Amen. Eh? Always an opportunity. No one is too far gone for God. Paul was a Pharisee that persecuted and destroyed the church. This same guy that, is re that we are reading about, the same guy that wrote these words that I am teaching you this morning, he was a murderer. Huh? He was a murderer. He persecuted the church of, of Christ, of Jesus. And then he met Jesus. When he met Jesus, he fully expected to die. He fell on the ground. He fell off his horse or his donkey. He, and I'm sure he expected judgment. But what he got was unconditional love and grace. And Paul, a murderer and a persecutor of Christians, became the Apostle Paul that we read about today. The same man that laid his own life down for Jesus and for the work of the Gospel. So if a man like that can be saved, who can't be saved? Eh? So what can we learn from this passage? We learned that God is fair, 
He gave us free will to choose between life and death. We learn that all people have gotten a clear revelation of God. No one can make excuses. God revealed Himself clearly to all people. And we learned that the problem is not really the sins that people do. The problem is that they have resisted and rejected God because they chose to believe the lies of the devil. So what we need to do is, like Zuleika said this morning, preach the gospel. Amen. Because it is the goodness of God that will lead men like these, people who struggle with sins like these, to repentance. Bring people to God. Amen. We, get, we tend to focus so much on the things that people do, the wrongs that they do, that when we talk to them, all they experience is judgment and what is condemnation. We mustn't focus on the actions. Those actions are there because there is something that they do not believe right. There is some lie of the enemy that they have believed. The devil loves to attack our identity, who you think you are. If he can convince you that you are something you are not, if he can convince you that you are not who God created you to be, he's already won the battle. No? He wants to destroy your life. And he uses lies, but we need to hold on to the truth. You can find more of our free teachings on our website, www.gracelife.ca. And if you're ever in the Solaris Pass area, we invite you to join us for one of our gatherings. Our aim is to help you discover Jesus, find family, and experience life. To contact us, or to find out where and when you meet, visit our website, www.gracelife.ca.